The lights stink. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm definitely going to get the copyright place on this. What's up, everybody? Man, it has been a while. I think the last time that we all hung out, it was a Saturday night. And here's another night show. What are you going to do? Um, so everybody that's watching on uh, uh, watching on Facebook and YouTube, golly, I'm out of practice. Not that I ever got the freaking entrance right to begin with, but you know what? Good good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Hello, Patricia Knight, my friend. So good to see you, Jim Weaver. Good to see you, uh, podcast audience. If you're listening live, you can always come check us out at Joshua T. Berglund's uh, Gratitude Unfiltered. Uh, that is on Facebook, and of course, you can watch on YouTube. But the reason why you want to come over to Facebook is because we have this amazing audience that comes and talks, interacts, asks questions. Um, we do love the fact that the show is so interactive, and we get a lot of questions from the audience. And I do apologize about the dark. I am uh, house-sitting in Beverly Hills for the next month, and I'm trying to figure out where I want to set this up. I was hoping it would work in here. But obviously it doesn't. So I look like I have a really good tan, and I don't. What's up, David? Hey, man, thanks for checking it out, man. I had a great. You guys go check out David Bryson, amazing human being, has an amazing podcast. We had a great time talking today while we were stuck in our traffic in LA and uh, Phoenix for him. But listen, it is. Um, I'm so happy to be back, and I it, it, again, it's been about two weeks since I've done a show. I'm wanting. We're going back to doing this daily. I um, this is something that's so important to me in doing this show because it holds me accountable. It, it like in other words, I can't go out and have one of those ragers like I used to. And some days, let me tell you something. I feel like having a freaking rager. <laughs> you know, I feel like after, especially after working in a high intense job, like I feel like just going. I want to make my my head explode. Not like in a suicidal way, but like that's what I call it when you just wild out and it's just like I want to make my brain go pop. And that's what I've been looking for. Cynthia, Veronica, good seeing you. And that's what this job has done. And what has happened is it's taken me away from the ability to do the show daily. Well, guess what? I'm on my own again. Um, no more job. And, um, you know, there's a there's a money situation there because, I, you know, they, get, they owe me some money. But this seems to happen. This is like a reoccurring theme in my life that I get to work on. And hopefully I'll have someone that will help me do this. Um, anyway, so I'm going back to doing this because I talked on that last Saturday night. And if you didn't see the show, it, it was about really what happens when you step away from the purpose God has for your life. And I'm like the living consequence for that. And it sucks because I, every time I thought that I was about to pull out of it and get my crap together and eh, no, you know, no. I kept getting knocked on the on the ground, and as a little subtle reminder to test me today, one of the seriously, like I finally got my head screwed back on a couple days ago. Go, like it's it's back. Like I feel good. I feel like Joshua again. But <laughs> um, today, I I got my rental car towed. <laughs> I went back to San Diego because I missed Karen and I missed my dog, and I went back. And um, I parked in a parking spot that was usually vacant. Well, they towed me. So that was fun. Anyway, Shamika, good to see you. All right, listen. 
So as you guys saw last night, I made the decision that I really would like to try a co-host. And here's why. Um, Like I, growing up listening to radio, I liked the co-host role a lot. I mean, again, my personality is a little dominant, so this is going to be tricky. But I like the whole Howard Stern and Robin Quivers. Like I like that element, the dynamic that she didn't always agree with him. She challenged him. I like that. And as you guys know, I'm obsessed. Thank you, Cynthia. Um, as you guys know, I'm obsessed with radio. I'm obsessed with TV. Uh, of course, everything's now the same because you live stream even when you're on the radio. But I want to prepare the show for radio, real radio. And one of those things that I feel that I should flirt with is having, I don't, I hate to say sidekick, but like a co-host. And, and I want to see how that goes. So tonight... We have our very first co-host ever on the show, and we're just going to banter. We're going to talk about a subject um, about, let me ask you this, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie, David, Cynthia, Veronica, I got a question. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? That's the tr- that's the question tonight. Do you believe everything happens for a reason and why? I'm going to read you a really profound article tonight um, that I think you will find is interesting and I want to have this conversation, and we're going to bring in the our special co-host for the night because we're going to have this conversation together. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure for me to welcome to you a girl I just met today. No, was it yesterday or today? I think I just met her yesterday, and now she's going to co-host on the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie freaking Ray. Oh, podcast audience, what's up? Thank you so much for the downloads. Even when I've been away... You guys have been downloading the show, so God bless you and thank you for your support. All right, late guys, everyone say hi to Katie. Hi. Hello, they everyone. can't talk back, Katie, but they're going to say hello in a second. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. And yes, we did just meet yesterday and kind of funny how things happen, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think everything happens for a reason or was this just coincidence? No. Okay. No, I've been thinking, yes, everything happens for a reason. I'm going to, I'm going to read this article to you guys, but it is, I I was just sitting there thinking about it. Like I know I I could feel the messages. I was like the last few days, I really felt like, like, I didn't feel like I, I shared this. You didn't see the shows before, but when I was really battling with this fit for my borderline personality disorder, um, I, I was struggling, but the thing is, is like, I could see God there waiting and looking and observing while I was going through it, but that's never happened before. It was like, he was letting me go through it for a reason. And I don't even know why. Okay. But then the last few days, because I've been in a funk, a funk, I got screwed over out of money. I'm like, here I am again, here this goes again. And I'm just like, damn it, damn it. God, why is this happening? And 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 it and it's and, I, and then I started getting messages through other people, like when you know when every devotional you read sounds like it's reading right to you, or you get some stranger that comes up to you and says something, and you're like, I got a random message on Facebook of a woman I don't know who found my the show on YouTube. No one watches this show on YouTube, and she found it and messaged me, and she messaged me something like it was coming directly from God. This kept happening where it was like, now God's yelling in my face, and I finally got my head back on straight. And so I got re-motivated last night, and then 
this is when the co-host thing is like, I'm doing this. I'm going for it. Screw it. So Veronica says it's letting go of having it your way, conscious mind, and allow the spirit to guide you. Okay. So Katie, what do you have to say about everything happens for a reason? You know, I used to be the very typical, someone would give me a scenario and I'd say, oh, everything happens for a reason. I was that person with everything that life threw at you, consequences, anything. And um, hi, Cynthia, good to see you. And for me, it was transitioning into this period of understanding that I, I don't think that everything happens for a reason, honestly. I think that everything, we get put in these positions and we create these situations and the outcome is not entirely determined by us, but God's a good God that he gives free will. And so this experience- <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> right? right? And some people are like- <laughs> I am a walking testimony that sometimes it's for worse. But let me let me just say that these these outcomes, everything happening for a reason, I feel like is a very generic cop out. Right. Being able to really accept deep down what's happening on a spiritual level from, you know, heaven happening on earth. So like you said, your experiences where you walked through so much garbage and you're seeing hindsight, all the places where God was watching and he was still there. I can look back in places of my life where I should have died. I uh -huh. should have ended up in jail and I didn't. And in these places where I should have died, I remember feeling the presence of the Lord and seeing his guardian angels surrounding me saying, this is going to suck tomorrow and you're going to have a killer testimony, but your story's not over yet. And having this moment where I'm like, okay, so all these things are happening for a reason. And I've got this really generic thing, but what is this reason? If, if I don't have a total solid, everything happens for a reason answer, how can I even use this statement? And I got to a point in my life where I stopped saying that. I stopped saying everything happens for a reason because I didn't even have a justification for this reason. I was like, because God's got a sick sense of humor or because, you know, <laughs> because I am dumb and make really stupid choices in my life. What is this reason? If the final reason for everything I've gone through is, is that there's a day that I've stepped foot in being his hands and feet and I have this opportunity to share Christ with somebody. If everything I went through until this moment where I'm allowing his Holy Spirit to flow through me and I'm being a vessel and I'm speaking into someone's life and all of a sudden someone comes to know him, if that's the everything happens for a reason, then I'm on board with that statement. Right. <laughs> If it's not, then I don't know the reasons. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I've, I just have never really connected with that statement. I, you know, and for me, like I think about God has presented to me what I was supposed to do multiple times in my life. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I had an, op I announced a cheerleading competition one year. And if any of my friends from Boca Raton, Florida are here, they know the story because they, they were there. I mean, there's three of them that were there in the car when it happened. But I, um, I announced a cheerleading competition, and it, it was the first time I'd ever done it. And 
I did a really good job. And so then all of a sudden I had some talent scouts that wanted to talk to me about doing voiceover work. <laughs> and that was, and I was so excited. But one day I decided, or we decided with those three people that were in the car that we were going to go, we were going to eat acid and go to islands of adventure and ride go-karts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know when the dude was calling, but I do know that I got a phone call and um, I, I, I got a phone call at nine or no, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm talking to the guy and I'm so paranoid that I'm not making sense. And I, and I said, I'm sorry, sir. I've been drinking heavily since eight o'clock this morning. I've got to let you go. Can I call you back? Guy hangs up. Mind you, I hadn't been drinking. I had acid. And, and my friends are laughing hysterically at me because I sounded fine, but I was in my head like, oh, my God, I'm talking to this guy. Completely wiped out that chance, you know, moved back to Oklahoma. And then, you know, because I find out I have a, a, a three-year-old daughter. And, and then so nothing happens. I go back into healthcare. I'm doing, I'm in, in that business. And I, and I love it. I'm good at it. I've done it my whole life. But it wasn't my life's purpose. And then all of a sudden, like full circle again. I mean, my, my point in telling you all of this is I've been presented the opportunity to do the same thing three different times in my life, yeah. but each time I sabotaged it. And so I got to start over again, but everything in my path now that has led there has been like every mistake, every closed door, every failure, every time I was screwed out of a deal, every time I've imploded it myself, it all led to this opportunity to do a show again, to be back on stage, to be behind a microphone. And it's so funny. So like, I don't know how that equates to everything happens for a reason, but I do know that my life has come full circle multiple times. And it was like, no matter what I do, yeah, I have that choice. I can choose this road or this road or this path or this path. And each way is going to have a consequence. Yeah. But inevitably, God's going to do things to disrupt that flow as much as possible to get me back to where I was supposed to be. But I may have more baggage along the way. And kids that, you know, were out of wedlock. And we talked about premarital sex earlier today. I mean, you brought it up in passing about that being a controversial subject. And you know what? It is. Um, but that's a consequence, right? Yeah. That, that changes the flow of your life and how things work. All of a sudden, you can't be selfish or as ambitious because now you're worried about a child. So anyway, I don't know how that ties into it. But I want to read this article real quick to see like this. This is what sparked the subject tonight. So I'm going to read it really, really quick. All right. So bear with us, radio audience. All right. And also, amen, you two. Romans 8, 28. Ooh, that's a good verse. Um, many people go through life and face adversity and believe that everything happens for a reason or that things are meant to be. Many are certain that lives are guided by a higher power, if not directly, then subtly and mysteriously convinced that they seem evidence of this in their life events. Subjective evidence can feel extremely compelling. These sorts of beliefs are so widespread, and we generally do not consider them irrational or bizarre. They're consistent with our intuitions. In my psychiatric practice, I've observed how this type of thinking have powerful effects, both positive and negative. 
on motivation, it can be a reassuring and comforting, but also lead to disillusionment, anguish, and feelings of abandonment, leaving some to ask, why me? When cruel adversity happens, I found it difficult to predict whether religiously or spiritually inclined patients will be consoled or embittered by their faith in a purpose-driven universe when they experience tragedy and suffering. The alternative belief is that life is random, is disequenting, but can be emotionally liberating. Our intuitions are at odds with the world according to science, which tells us that the universe is spontaneous and unguided. There isn't a plan or purpose. Things don't happen for intended reasons, unless, of course, they're caused by intentional agents such as us. And therein lies the reason why people think the random occurrences are planned. Humans are intentional agents who must detect and interpret the actions of other intentional agents. Human brains are pattern-seeking and agency-detecting. We evolved these tendencies as social animals to be very adept at recognizing purposeful, intentional action on the part of other people, as well as on part of predators or prey. These traits were likely favored by natural selection because of their survival value. We are so adept at identifying patterns and deliberately intention that we overshoot seeing meaningful patterns and meaningless noise and attributing agency to intimate objects and random natural events. This can lead people to believe that such events are controlled by supernatural agents. How long is this thing? Okay, it's this was, yeah, it, I'm gonna share the link. So you guys, if, I'm not gonna read the whole freaking time. Um, I'm gonna share the link because it is a pretty good article uh, from what I can see. And I wanna share on it, but it is this fascinating subject because it does give a sense of false hope. But isn't that like, isn't fake it till you make it a good thing? right? Don't they tell you to fake it till you make it? Convince yourself. Isn't that the point of positive affirmations? So speaking of that, um, it was actually, you know, a few pieces I'd like to touch on because that's one of them. The fake it till you make it. Um, I was just talking with somebody about that right before I got on this because, you know, I've done so many lives that have gotten comfortable with it. And of course, you know, we're just getting to know each other. So I had a little bit of that you know, a little bit of stage fright, getting to know if we've got- You're air. wearing pajamas. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> are you wearing pajamas? Say, no, I'm not wearing pajamas. Those aren't pajamas? It's a blouse. <laughs> Is it? It's a blouse, yes. It's a blouse. It's a button up. <laughs> well, I'm in the dark, so forgive me. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I were discussing the fake until you make it strategy and- there, there are two sides to that. You have genuine, genuine personality relationship conversation, and that's what's happening now. If I faked it till I made it, you would know because I would be making zero sense with anything I'd say. I'd be trying really hard. I wouldn't be comfortable. I'd be like wringing my hands, faking it till I make it. It doesn't look genuine, and for most people, it doesn't. I faked it all through high school and faking it through high school looked a lot like a smile that wasn't real. I would far rather have someone be a hot mess and genuine and put wearing their heart on their sleeve a lot like you do in a lot of the testimonies of yourself that you shared. I'd far rather have someone be genuine in where they're at in their life and the season they're in than giving me the, you know, the I call it the church mask. The life. Oh, 
God, we have to talk about this. We're good. All is good. The kids are good. No. I intentionally walk in my church when my pastor asks me, how's things going, Katie? And I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Hold on, Erica. Erica, you rock. Thank you for checking it out. Hey, um, we, okay, keep talking. We have to talk about this because here's uh, the irony, not irony. Is it right? I don't know. I suck at English. Um, the point is that, or what I'm trying to say, the, 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 the mask, like the thing about it is like, I want a ministry. Like I want a ministry. I want my own like TD Jakes thing where, cause I want to do radio and I want to do television and I want to speak from stage. Yeah. But guess what? When I'm in full effect with my dark passenger and I'm battling my borderline personality bullcrap, I mean, I battle it every day, but it gets to a point where I have a dark passenger with me and it takes over mm-hmm. and it completely takes over. And I'm see- I'm like, I'm going, this is not a guy that can be a minister or, and I'm not like a, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to be somebody that's like it. Like my type of the ministry that I want to have is different than like, say a preacher. But the fact is, I'm like, I straight up feel evil when I have this going on with me. Like it sucks. I'm angry and I'm mean. I'm combative. I'm vengeful. I'm, 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 I think of ways of revenge. Like that's not who I am, but in those moments, that is exactly who I am. Yeah. And like, I feel so and the biggest battle for me when this goes on is that I'm like ashamed of myself because I like I, the thoughts that go through my head. The 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 I mean sometimes sometimes for me you you brought up you brought up sex you brought up um, I like out of uh, out of wedlock sex whatever yeah. Uh, yeah well I blew past that long time ago like it it, it is. But when I'm in that dark place, for me, it's sex. It's 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 a mix of the only thing that keeps me from being angry and pissed off is the perverted side of my brain. It it outweighs the anger with perversion. Like th- that's the balance. And for well, that's, me, that's, that's, that's a far stretch. That's where Satan finds us. Is he perverts all the beautiful holy things that God's created? Yeah. Well, yeah, he did a fine job of it. Let me tell you. Um, I've, I, you've arrived at my minute. I love you, Patricia. You're the sweetest person. Thank you for saying that. Honesty from the pulpit would be refreshing. I would like to talk about it. Who's that woman? Who's that woman preacher that just left her church that drops F-bombs? She's a preacher, though. Oh, man. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, but it's, she's got a pair. It's a trip. And I don't know, like the language thing, like I'm, I don't know. I love a good F-bomb. I'm not going to lie to you. I just like, I just know how it, that's, it's just not part of your testimony. Yeah. Like, why can't you say shit? Why can't you say shit? And like, why does that have to be such a bad word? Like who decided that shit was a bad word? I don't know. Like I can say (laughs) shit. I I love Jesus. I I like. I like Who's to tell that was a cuss word. I like to tell people I am fervently after the heart of Jesus, but I cuss a little. 
I work on it. I really do try. Yeah. Oh my god, I did drop an f bomb on the Saturday night show though, um, and I mean to. It just it was a habit, man. I got I got to that place where I was just so lazy with my language, and I was just dropping like f bombs all the time, like I was saying and or the. It was just yeah. <laughs> it was well, so bad. His grace is sufficient. Really quickly, before I forget where my pathing was. Oh, <laughs> I interrupted you, you. You were talking about your dark passenger and how yeah. you feel like you need to fake it till you make it or this is over overwhelming and overcoming. I can't fake it, though. Everybody that knows me on the show knows I can't fake it. Can and you fake it, Brad? And that is genuine. And honestly, that's God doesn't want you in a place where you're faking it. He wants you at a place where you are completely undone and you are no longer yourself and you need him you need him because <laughs> i love that patricia because we aren't supposed to be so put together that we can do all of this on our own i think fake it till you make it is a very flesh a very fleshy way of saying i've got this i've got this all on my own i can handle whatever life <laughs> but being able to say i don't have it all put together my shit stinks mm -hmm. and I need some help being able to come to the end of yourself saying that and knowing that God's grace is sufficient and through him, we can do all things. We have to come to that place though. If we're constantly faking it till we make it, we're never going to get to this place where we realize, Oh yeah, I am falling apart and I am a hot mess. See, and that's a problem. Like I always, I take this um, lone soldier role all the time. I used to get, um, I used to get criticized when I was going through this leadership academy. Like I was a lone wolf, you know, thinking I can do it alone. But how? But at some point, I've never asked for help. Like we just so Veronica, Veronica. For some reason, I can make her hands sweat through the computer. Like right now. I guarantee you, if I was in a shape like in a funked up mood, her hands would be sweating or she would cry. She for, she feels me for some reason. Like it, or I think she a lot of other people too, but I have that as effect on her, and it happens. But there was this period uh, during this two month period that they had reached out, and I'm like shutting them off, like get away, get away, because I don't want anyone to see that side of me. I just like now I'm getting better at saying I'm going through this. But still, I don't want you to see it because mm -hmm. it's so hard. Like I've been this on this. Everyone that knows me knows I've been in an on again, off again relationship for the last five years with somebody that I love just with all my heart, with all my ability to love. I love Karen, but we've been on again, off again so much. We've had brutal fights. We've had, you know, where I've. I'm looking at her like she's crazy. But then the truth is I'm a little crazy. And a lot of my behaviors in dealing with the side effects of uh, uh, borderline personality disorder as long as well as my other crap, like she's been the person that's loved me through that. But that effect that it has on her, in fact, for that matter, my mom, <laughs> my, my daughter, like all the people that have been super close to me that have had to experience my dark passenger, even though I try to hide from them, it's taken a toll on them. 
and like I don't want to bring anybody else into that. Jamie Noodleman, one of the most amazing people, he's been on my show twice. I he was in Beverly Hills this freaking last this week, and I loved the guy, but I didn't want him to see my dark passenger. I don't want anyone to see it, and it's weird. Like I shut so many people out because of that. But this show, going back to why it's so important that I do it, is like I want to show it to you, it or, or or at least the consequences of it, because it's the only thing that will keep me accountable, so I won't hide. Because if I can hide, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like I won't make it out. Yeah. So hold on. It's uh, Erica says it's a process. Joshua, I commend you for being real about your dark passenger. We're all fighting spirit versus flesh. I like this lady. Whoever you feed. Whoever you feed will be more stronger. So true. He will show up less if you starve him. Erica, that's probably the most profound statement I've ever heard about my dark passenger. And you're so right. And you know, just to fill you in, just to fill you in so you know, since it's your first time watching, the reason it triggered is because I, I saw an opportunity that I thought was something God wanted for me to do. I knew that it was going to take me away from doing this show. But I didn't know how much. I just didn't know it was going to be every day. And I didn't know it was going to be so toxic for my soul. But I allowed it to interfere with my quiet time. And that affecting my quiet time allowed little and little and little more for it to creep in. So it is me. Like there is something to say about. I'm not going to sit there and say I'm not making a claim that like Jesus and the Holy Spirit will help your mental illness. But I will tell you what helps fight off my dark passenger is when I'm doing my quiet time every single morning and starting my day right. But when I allowed that job to interfere with my time with God and, and it affected my workouts, it affected everything that I did. And therefore, the dark passenger crept in and took over and completely tried to kill me again. So that's that's catching you up on that. But so what you're saying is so profound. It, it's amazing. Um if you're hiding, you're only hiding from yourself. I love that, Veronica. And one more thing that um, Chantel says. Hey, y'all, I feel like we are light and darkness and everything in between. It's about embracing our to to totality and seeking balance. Mental mastery is the name of the game, and we must fully take responsibility for the energy we give as well as receive. Vulnerability, authenticity, humility, and integrity are essential to embrace our perceived imperfections as gifts of reflection chantelle that was beautiful wow what do you have to say to that katie i think that's amazing that's so true like every piece of everything you are joshua god designed perfectly he did not make a flaw he did not put a chip in the mug when it was manufactured. He knew what he was doing when he designed you. Now that's not to say that the choices we've made along the way have not affected <laughs> us way and brought about certain things. And that's not to say that we weren't born into um, certain things because of the choices of our parents and the choices of their parents and the, you know, the ancestry spiritual baggage that was passed down that literally came into fruition physically in our health and in our walks with Christ and in our personality. They say the sins of the father are the sins of the son. 
Now look at that in physical aspect. You ask questions. Okay. So as, let me just say this, as we were talking, I almost changed my mind about this. Everything happens for a reason concept, <laughs> because the first thing I was going to say is, well, what about little five-year-olds who get cancer? What, what is that about? What is this yeah. garbage about babies getting cancer, falling ill and dying? before their day what is this and i've asked this question so many times and no one has an answer it's either god, not a good one anyway <laughs> cruel cruel god and he you know doesn't care for his people or it's well you can find out one day when you go to heaven and i'm not satisfied with that i'm the kind of person yeah. where i'm gonna find the science behind something i'm gonna find the reason and god loves that about me and he teases me with that on occasion but uh, i'll tell you this the looking into that, what, why would a five-year-old get cancer and how does this lay out in the span of everything happening for a reason? When you look at that particular portion of text that says the sins of the father will be passed down to the son and you look at generational curses of sickness, not just spiritual, but physical illness that has trapped the minds and the spirit of men before you and passed down to you and passed down to your children. You look at the bondage that could have been broken beforehand. Had, would this child have ever gotten cancer? Would these people have ever been in bondage? And I come from a family of, of spiritual bondage. The sins of my father were definitely passed down to us and we had to do some serious <laughs> serious tie breaking. You got that right. <laughs> my, a little bit about my story. You and I have only, we only know smidgens of each other, but my, um, my father is a registered sex offender and he went to prison when I was in middle school and I lost my father at a very young age. I was the child in his life that he fully reciprocated to. So the mind of a child molester, I learned about at the age 11 because I read a full doctorate written book, psychology written book on the mind of a child molester at the age of 11 because I wanted to understand what was wrong with my dad. And so reading this book, I came to know that what he takes from one, he will give back to another in full reciprocation to justify his actions. And I was a princess. I mean, he treated me like freaking gold. So when the day came that the news was broken, that he was going to prison because of who he was behind the scenes that I had never came to know, I was devastated. And it took me almost a decade to come out of denial because this man that I saw on the outside who was asked to preach at church on occasion, who woke up at 5 a.m. every morning with his Bible open, who was just a gentle, loving, God-fearing man, passed down this awful, horrible, terrible, very bad sexual sin onto his children, which perpetuated an entire childhood and wow. teenage years of sexual immorality and sexual abuse, not just to me, but all of my siblings. And I came to being an adult and, you know, I watched this amazing, amazing story that you did with a woman who does, um, she has a ministry called 
Pilgrims for Jesus. Pilgrims for Jesus. And Annie LaBerge is she's the most amazing human being on the planet. I wish Aunt, if she was on, she pops on every now and then. It was incredible. Annie's amazing. I'm watching, I'm watching this testimony that she's sharing, talking about how she grew up thinking love was a feeling, a, a thing that you do. Love is, this is love, is touching someone and being intimate. And so I grew up in that too. And gave myself to anyone who said, I'll have you. And yeah. came up to, and getting back on the premarital, premarital sex conversation, it is so unpopular because no one wants to know the truth of what premarital or mar sex was designed for. It is this beautiful, intimate thing that God designed specifically for inside of marriage to avoid what I went through, which was children outside of wedlock. I had two of them. And I became a single mother at a very young age. And I had to raise two kids on my own. And it stopped my military career in its tracks. Damn. I was I was enlisted in the United States Army to be a military police officer. And the moment I found out that I was pregnant, I had two options. Two, I could give my baby away for adoption and have someone else raise them and I could leave for my career. Or I could leave the military and choose to be a mom. And my first thought was abortion. I was like, man, I could just deal with all of this right now and I could get rid of this baby and everything would work out. And I prayed about that so hard and I knew because my mother had had an abortion, two of my friends had had abortions. I knew there was no getting rid of that. No matter how much they faked it till they made it, there was no getting rid of that pain. Yeah. So choosing wow. to keep Jubilee was the best decision I had ever made. Her name is Jubilee Grace. And every single moment of being her mother was eye-opening into the woman the Lord was ushering me into. Every part of it. And, and then I had Malachi. And both were with the same dad. And it was a it was a broken situation. It was filled with physical and verbal abuse. And I got to the point pregnant with Malachi where I said, no more. I'm made for so much more than this. I'm out of here. And I moved away from Montana. I moved to a different state. I completely started over. I got hmm. myself a house and a job, just me and my kids. And I prayed every single day, Lord, whatever you're calling is for me, I ask that you just bring me into it. Amen. Whatever you're calling is for me, bring me into it. Amen. And here I am. I heard you say something so amazing and I just want to help you rub it in. And then I'm just going to like, kind of like live in your space for a minute on it. I so badly want ministry as well. I want to stand inside of a ministry where I am loving on the people that the society has casted out. Like I want to invite people who are intoxicated into church. I want to invite people who are, <laughs> I want to invite people who are, high on acid into church and I want them to experience the Holy Spirit on a level that people haven't been able to show them yet. God encountered me every mushrooms. time I was high. He encountered me every time I was drunk. He encountered me every time I was alone and every time I almost lost my house. And so I want him to encounter these people too. And so I just want to rub that in for you, whatever ministry he's calling you into, just like I want to bring that into fruition for you, just praying blessings over that, that it actually comes comes into play and don't let your dark passenger tell you no. Just oh no. And it so I want to I want to I want to back up to something too. So I, I have a I'm starting to believe I read an article about 
two years ago. I think it was all over Facebook too. Um, about when a man sleeps with a woman, that a woman takes on part of the soul, like the part of the DNA of the man, right? So I, someone sent me, I had a, I told you I had God speaking to me through a lot of different places that were random, but like screaming in my face that it was undeniable that it was God working and God talking. I, I, I swear. But she sent me this minister. Do you know Jezebel, the demon Jezebel? Okay. So rape, rape, rape victims people that have been raped and I was raped and I was molested um, as a kid by friends, older friends. And, and a few, I mean, it's, and it happened a few other times, but they say that when that happens to a child, they take on a demonic spirit that lives inside them, which could be what mental illness is. Bear with me. I've got a, I'm, I'm working on a theory here because remember what I told you, earlier about feeding my mind when I when I'm doing my quiet time and I'm spending my time with God and I'm praying and I'm meditating and I'm writing when I'm doing that every day my dark passenger doesn't screw with me yeah but if I stop doing it the dark passenger creeps in Mm -hmm. I have a mental illness right I'm borderline personality disorder I have ADHD I have all trauma-based mental illnesses every everything is trauma-based so you you take on this demon because I was uh, uh, I was anally penetrated, and and so I was and, and then orally as well. So I take on these two demons as a kid, and then more demons. But if that theory is true, and that's true, what I said about when a woman takes it on from a man, the DNA, right? Well, the DNA could be this like a spirit almost, like you're giving a spirit to. Mm-hmm. But you think about everyone that you're like, no wonder you're supposed to wait till you're married to have sex. No, I mean, very few people do it, but no wonder we're taking on another spirit, basically. Right. If if that is to be true, I'm going, I got a lot of spirits. I got a lot of spirits <laughs> and I've given a lot too. like that can't be good. Oh, like yeah. it can't be good. And like, I remember when I gave my life to Christ three and a half years ago, it was like, I want to take on a second virginity. I didn't do so well. I, I didn't, I didn't do so well with that one. But I mean, like, I, it really does make me think like, God, it's just, you get in the habit of having sex when you get older and like you totally take out for granted. And I'm not trying to be a weirdo moralist because I'm not, I'm, I break this rule. But there's got to be something to that about waiting until you're married that kind of makes sense. Oh, like, yeah. and, and it's real easy to go, oh, that's stupid or whatever. But if you look at it from the side of, and they can prove it with like facts, like with science, that you take on the DNA or part of the DNA, your DNA is forever altered. You take on a spirit of the people you sleep with. If that is true, you kind of want to watch who you're sleeping with. Yeah. Right. You know, and and it makes me wonder, like when I watch this preacher talk about this, I've never heard about Jezebel in such a like full blown method of this guy. I'm going to share the video later. It rocked my world. And in, in sexual abuse, victims are more susceptible to being taken over by that demon than anyone. Mm-hmm. So anyway.
Yeah, so um, Jezebel and I were really, really good friends. When Wait, I was- hold on. Wait, what is Erica says? What? Come, Joshua. I thought you were going to soul ties, but you are tackling the spiritual basis of mental illness. I'm about to throw this iPad. Speak through, jo- speak through Joshua. Okay, Erica, you need to clarify what the hell you mean. Amen. I'm not saying that that's what is real. I'm saying I don't know. All of my mental illnesses are trauma based, from being physically abused to being uh, to being abandoned to being molested. Every mental illness I battle with is from that. Absolutely. So if it's trauma based, like it, can that not be spiritual in some way? Can it not be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I mean, there's got to be some kind of tie into that, right? Brad, Brad says, love being part of the outcast. Give us our individuality. No one human is the same as the other. Some pretend to hide their sins whereas others are not afraid to reveal the dark side, whether they are accepted or not in the group, AKA drones that very good, Brad. It's true. Okay. And Chantel says sex is sacred. And I feel you are correct. We will always be left with energetic debris. Well put (laughs) and insecurities when we are sexually abused or give ourselves away, trying to fill ourselves with love. Thank you both for sharing your aspiring many. Wow. Thank you, Chantel. So, Holy crap, we went there. Oh, Melody, you're going to have to watch the replay. We went there, sister. This is why it's Gratitude Unfiltered, by the way, because we need to talk about this stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, we've talked about, oh, Melody's another believer as well. And Melody, we went there. Mental health, sex abuse, uh, sex before marriage. Uh, We went there today. You have to listen to the Melody's a very talented human being. Uh, and may, Melody, plug your book, please. Plug your book. It's amazing. Melody's got one of the most inspiring stories. We did a great interview, but she's now like world famous and she's a world changer. Absolutely. Thank you for joining. But anyway, so Katie, what'd you think? Your first show, co-host, had a little fun today. What do you think? You want to come back and do it again? I would I would absolutely. Love to. This is awesome. awesome. I like the back and forth. I like that you're not afraid to talk about things that are really important. Um, the the things we hide behind the mask. The stuff that no one wants our baggage aired. No one wants to talk about the fact that they were physically, sexually, spiritually hurt as a kid. That they've got all this baggage or these soul ties. No one wants to talk about that stuff. And the fact that we're talking about it openly is allowing people the opportunity to comment in the comment section that they're going through something similar or they're experiencing things similar. And this is awesome that you're opening this forum to people who need to talk about these things. And I just want to thank you for allowing me a forum to be able to talk about these things, an opportunity to, you know, shed off. I like to call it shedding off some yuck. (laughs) get off a little yuck it feels good to talk about the dark passenger mine is not um borderline personality disorder mine is laziness mine is complacency and those swallow me when i don't sit in the quiet time with the lord when i don't find myself in his presence every single day when i don't take time to be with him and allow him in me 
I become complacent, I get lazy, and I put aside all the things that make me who he's called me to be. And yeah. so, yes, thank you so much for having me. I would absolutely love to come back. All right, we're going to do this again. So as you guys know, um, radio audience, um, Facebook audience, we are, and YouTube audience, we are, I'm trying out co-host. And I I just, I'm, I'm preparing the show for radio, and this is the next step. I wanted to try this out and see what the vibe was like. Um, there you go, Melody. This is great. Yeah. Thank you so much. You, uh, you are an amazing human being, Melody. Um, but I, I cannot, this is the first time I've had a co-host and, and it wasn't an interview format. We just went at it and Katie, I had fun. I, 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 I this, we, we've known each other for a total of an hour. <laughs> like, we've known each other for an hour, like as far as like being on the phone and now this, but you, um, this was great. We're going to do this again. And um, I'm very, very grateful for you to come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much again for having me. All right. Well, I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to say goodbye to the audience. But thank you so much. Ta see you soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your shares. Thank you for your likes. If you haven't shared yet, please do. Um, Katie was amazing. I, I got to tell you, I didn't think I was going to do very good with a co-host. Um but that was a blast. Thank you for all of your comments. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for participating in this. But if you are just now um, getting here, watch the replay. Seriously, this was probably one of the best shows ever because we went and talked about some things that were not real popular. So God bless you guys. Love you. And I'll see you soon. Thank you, podcast. Thank you, radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio. Uh, God bless Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Love you guys. Bye.